Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likute Halachas. Yoradeya, Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Orla, Halacha Dalid, Paragraph Chof Hey. We're getting close to the end of this halacha. We dedicate the learning today. Lilu Nishmas, Rabbi Liezer, Rabbi Nosniyako, Yvienta Fratel, Bas Rabbi Shuarye, Zahavaleya, Bas Rabbi Avram, Tzibkarifka, Bas Rabbi Hillel, and all the others that need an alias neshama, and for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Rochel Basgalia, Noyen Achama Basgalia, Aviv Ilona Bas Yisbendel, Sarochel Bas Yisbendel, David Ben Behia, Shandel Basleya, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Eliezer Ben Malka Soro, Soralea Bas Chavaliba, David Shimshon Ben Soralea, Shlomo ben Rivka Sprinza, Avram David ben Chana, Sora Gittel bas Chana Riva, Shlomo Nisim ben Mazel, Doniel ben Rivka, David Leib ben Shena, Idis bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora bas Hadassah, Gittel ben Edel bas Sipoira, Lebalea bas Sipoira, Besoich Shar Choyli Yisrael. Paragraph Chofhei. וזה בחינס מה שיכולן לחלל פירויס נט הרווי ומייסר שני על כסף ולהלויס הכסף לירושלים. לאוך לישון בקדושס מייסר שני. רב נוסן זל סייז, based on what we've been learning here till now, we'll be able to understand also why the Torah allows a person, if a person lives far from Yerushalayim, and it would be difficult for the person to schlep their fruit or their produce to Yerushalayim, the Torah makes an allowance for the person to exchange the produce, the fruit, for its value in money and bring that money to Yerushalayim and buy produce in Yerushalayim and eat it there. This is regarding Maiser Sheni and Netaravai. Ki Iker alias Peirois Anali Yerushalayim because as we were learning in the previous Urim, the reason why we're bringing this fruit and produce to Yerushalayim is in order to elevate the power, the spiritual power in that produce, which is the, to its source, which is the Dvar Hashem, which is Tfila. Because remember, all of this produce received its energy, its life energy to begin with from the Dvar Hashem, and it was given as a loan, and this produce is supposed to give it back by infusing it into our tefillah. And that will enable us, when we daven properly, to be able to draw all the healing power that comes from all the different plants and vegetation to be able to draw that into our ordinary foods, into bread and water and things like that. And that's why the Torah allows us to exchange those fruit and those produce that grew in whatever city in Eretz Yisrael it grew, to exchange it onto money, to bring that money to Yerushalayim, 
to purchase other fruit or produce in Yerushalayim using that money and to eat that produce as Meiser Sheni or as Netaravai. Ki onu because we have the ability to elevate that spiritual energy that's in that produce to its source, which is the Dvar Hashem, Sheshom Klulim Kol HaKoychos. And over there in the Dvar Hashem, all that energy of all the different produce and everything, all the different herbs and everything, is found there in the Dvar Hashem. Veshom Bevada Yecholen Lahamshech Koyach Vechius Sugdusha Selu Aperois Letoch Peros Acherem. And there, in the Dvar Hashem, we have the ability to draw that energy, that holiness, that was in those original fruit, to draw it into other fruit. Because again, this is the main reason why we're bringing that produce of Meiser Sheni Netarvai Tirushalayim, in order to elevate the energy that's found in that fruit and, and produce into our tefillah. We mentioned Yerushalayim is the center of tefillah, the Beis HaMikdosh, Yerusholim. And thereby enable us to draw that energy into whatever we're going to be eating. So if we're able to draw that energy into bread and water, and other, then we certainly can, can exchange that, that power, that energy in that fruit, into other fruit. Because up on top, at its source, at the Dvar Hashem, there's only everything is one. We've learned this many times that when you speak about Kedusha, up at its source, it's all oneness. It's only when it comes down to lower levels, then it becomes two or more. V'alkein ikr hachilul alidei kesef daika. And now we understand why the Torah tells us that in order to accomplish this, we have to transfer the holiness that's in this produce, in this netaravai, or in this Meiser Sheni, we have to transfer it first onto money. venosato bakesef. You will place it into money. Ki hakesef yanes Because the Pesach says in Koheles, money Money acquires everything. Kasheroin b'chush, as we see in actual life, Shabbat kesef yecholon likno is kol minei peresh avoylam v'chol achafotzen. That with money we can buy every different kind of fruit in the world and all other objects. Nimtza. Therefore, we we conclude. Shahakesef kolu mikol hakoychos shel kol advarim. That money has in it all the powers of everything in the world. <clears throat> because again, you can acquire anything with money. <speaking in Hebrew> 
And the reason why it works like this is because money at its source, at its place of origin, is on a very high level. As Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in several chapters on Likut Imran, in chapter 68, and in the second half of Likut Imran, chapter 37, because money, at its place of origin in Kedusha, is referred to as divine colors, divine lights. Gold and silver, these are used, terms used to describe <coughs> Chesed and Gvura, the high Midas of Hashem, or Chachman Bina even. Shehem Shoyresh Kol Hashpois, which which are these gavna and these divine colors, are the source of all shefa. Because through our tefillah, which is a form of the dvar Hashem, that enables us to draw and reveal these heavenly lights. Bebechinas, as the Pesach says, Bedvar Hashem Shomayim Nasu, that through Devar Hashem, heaven is created. Now the term Shomayim means Eish and Mayim, and Shomayim heim bechinas gavnen iloim, kamuva b'mokamacher. And we know that the term Shomayim is used to refer to the heavenly lights, the spheroids, chesed, gvura, teferes, netzach, hoid, yesoid, are called Shomayim the seven heavens, including the Malchus. <clears throat> As Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in Torah Vov, in Torah Lamedches, Umeilu ha'gvonin nimshochim kol ha'hashpois v'chol ha'koychoy shel kol advorim. And from these heavenly lights come forth all shefa, all bounty, all sustenance, and all of the energy that's found in everything in this world. And money is, is, a, is part of these colors. Money, especially the coinage, the silver coins, the gold coins, the copper coins. And because of the fact that money, in its place of origin, way, way up there on high, is, is, has in it all the different koichos, Therefore, when it's down here on earth, money, also, it, it encompasses everything. Everything. Because you can acquire with money anything you want. As the Pasuk says in Kohelis. And it's for this reason that the Torah tells us when you want to redeem Netarvai or, or Maiser Sheni, you do it using money. By transferring the holiness of the fruit, the produce of Netarvai or Maiser Sheni onto money. Because money is a composite of all these different types of energy. Because that's sort of the first result 
that comes from the Dvar Hashem within the physical world. Shebetchilo nistzamtzem hashefa bebechinas kesef sheyeshom tzior lahashefa because when the light of Hashem first starts coming down and becoming <clears throat> materialistic, becoming physical, it comes in the format of kesef, which has shape and form. But in money, all of those koychos are all together. <clears throat> and afterwards, when the shefa comes down further, it gets split out into all different, diverse types of energy, which go into each and every different blade of grass and every different plant and into every tree, into every object. And therefore, but through money as the transfer agent, we have the ability to redeem and to exchange the fruit, the netarvai fruit or the maiseshene fruit of ours, to, to exchange it onto a different set of fruit that we're going to purchase in Yerushalayim. Lam shichon leperes acherem. Ki kesef daiko yesh loy koyach hazeh. Because money specifically has this power. Mach masheshom klulim kol hachoyich koychoyz. Because in money is found all the different energies of everything in the world that can be acquired through money. This is a deep explanation that Rav Nassim is giving us here to understand what money is and why, why money is so significant, why people make this, <clears throat> to some people, this is their religion, this is the thing they're devoted to most, because when the divine light starts coming down to this world, the first, first appearance of it in the Olam Hagashmi is in the form of money. And in the form of money, it represents everything in this world which can be acquired through money. And therefore, as Rabbi Nezal explained in chapter 1, in the second half of Likud Imran, which this halach is based on, that when the divine energy comes down, starts coming down from the highest places in heaven, and it comes down first to the malachim and to the stars, and then to, first to the higher level angels, and then they pass it on to lower level angels, and they pass it on to the highest level stars and to the lower level stars, ad shenim shochim lamato, until that divine light and divine energy comes all the way down to this world, nikra b'shem halva. It's referred to as a loan. As it says clearly in the Tikkunei Zohar, All of the different stars borrow from the ones above them. The moon borrows from the sun. As Rabbi Nezal explains this very clearly over there in chapter 1 in the second half of Likud Imran. And it's for this reason, Rabbein Zal tells us there, that our tefillah, 
which is a form of the Dvar Hashem, is called the Great Lender. And therefore, when the Pasuk speaks about all of the heavenly angels coming before Hashem and bowing before Hashem when they're receiving their Shefa, the Pasuk says the first letters of that Pasuk make up the word Malve. Tell Ayin Shom, take a look over there, and we could him around where Abenazal expounds on this. Kistam Halvo Bekesef. Because the term loan, when we talk about lending, usually we're talking about lending money. Kamashikosov, as it says clearly in Parshas Mishpotim, im kesef talve esami. If you will lend money to a member of Hashem's nation, to a Jew. Ki hamshochas hakoychos mishorosham lemato heim bechinas kesef. Because drawing spiritual energy from its source, from way, way up on high, drawing it down, it comes in the form of money at first. Shehu kolol mikol which is a composite of all the different types of energy. Kilamalo kol because up in heaven, all of these different types of energy are all together as one. And therefore, when it's being formed and brought down to a lower level to become, to enter into this world, it comes in the form of money, which is a composite of everything. As the Pesach says clearly in Kohelis, money resolves everything. And this shefa, this money, the heavenly forces, the angels, pass it down from one to the next. They lend it to the lower ones who lend it to the lower ones. As the Zohar Kodesh says, all the stars are borrowing from each other, from the higher ones. Until it comes all the way down to this world. And the more it comes down into this physical, materialistic world, the more it splits out and becomes more diversified into all the different things in this world. The trees and the grains and the rivers, all the different things. question in the chat, in the spirituality of the secular world, there's a popular idea that up above at the source, all religions and all teachings are the same, and that it's only down here below that they may vary from one another. Based on what we're learning here, how, how do we explain why their thinking is wrong? Stay tuned. We're going to have Rav Nosanzal is going to speak about this shortly. In paragraph Chavov, he's going to speak about something that's going to respond to this question also.
question granted we pay back via tefillah how do the stars pay back it's not that we are paying back it's the vegetation the plants and everything they are returning this energy they are returning this energy into our tefillah remember the medrash says that there isn't a blade of grass there isn't an iota of vegetation that that grows without an angel or a star striking it and commanding it to grow. Rabbi Nazal shows there that this shows that these all of this vegetation, the whole plant kingdom, is receiving its energy from the stars, from the angels, who are receiving it from the ones above them and above them and above them, going all the way up to the Devar Hashem. When we daven to Hashem, and these, all of this vegetation and everything gives its energy into our tefillah. As our tefillah goes up, our tefillah is going up via the malachim, passing through the malachim and the stars and everything. And our tefillah is connecting to that original Dvar Hashem, because our tefillah is also Dvar Hashem. That's this path that the delight of the Dvar Hashem is coming down traveling through all the different levels, the different spheroids, then going to the malochim, first the higher level angels, then the lower level angels, then to the stars and lower level stars, until it comes down to this world, until it goes especially into all the plants and the vegetation. When, when, we, when a Jew gets up to Davin, and, and, and we, we said, Rabbi Nezal over there brought all the connections, that tefillah is called sicha, sicha. And, and the vegetation is called siach hasodeh. <clears throat> the, all the energy that's found in all of this vegetation goes into our tefillah. <clears throat> when our tefillah is proper, all of that energy travels all the way back up, goes all the way back up, connects to the Dvar Hashem, and is thereby able to provide healing, all types of healing and everything, without having to come on to the, the herbs and the grasses and the medicines. <clears throat> this is going to be this week's Parsha. We're going to be reading Parsha's Miketz. We're in the middle of Hanukkah now. Hanukkah is going to end on Thursday night, Friday. But because of a leap year, we end up reading Parsha's Miketz a little bit right after Hanukkah. And there it tells us, Vayelaket Yosef es kol hakesef. Yosef HaTzadik gathered all the money of the Egyptians and all the money of all the people around the world who came to purchase food in Egypt when there was this tremendous famine in the whole in Egypt and in the world for seven years. And it was only Yosef HaTzadik who had stored up mountains and mountains of food in warehouses during the seven years of plentifulness. He's the one who had food supply. And, and everybody bought food from him, and he acquired all the money, all the money of the whole Egypt and the whole world. And this explains also why when the Jews were leaving Egypt, they took with them all of the wealth of Egypt, and, and both when they left Egypt, and then again when they at the splitting of the Red Sea. Bechinas. As Hashem had promised Avram Avinu, your children are going to be slaves for many years, 
but afterwards they're going to leave with great wealth. Hashem did not want to take the Jews out of Egypt until they first went and borrowed from all of their neighbors all of their gold and silver. All of this was in order to extract the holy sparks. Whereby one of the most powerful ways that we extract holy sparks from the Sitra is when money is transferred from the Sitra into the Kedusha. Because as we said earlier, in money is found all the different types of energy that are found in everything. Because the Torah tells us that Egypt was a place that was full of all types of idol worship. The Egyptians did not believe in divine creation, that, that there's a divinity, that, that Hashem created the world. Rak Omar, but rather Paroi said, The Nile River is mine, I created it. And the Nile River was the source of all Shefa for Egypt. <clears throat> because as Rashi points out, Egypt is so low that they don't receive rain. Their, they, they, their crops and everything are nourished by the Nile River. And because of that, because they don't receive rain, the power, the denial of Hashem was greatest over there. Because one of the things that reflects Emuna is the flow of rain. Therefore, in Egypt, it's very difficult to be able to take the energy, all the energy that's found in the plants and in the crops and everything, and bring it into Tefillah. <coughs> because rain does not come down in Egypt. As Rabbi Nezal speaks about this over there, in Torah Aleph, in the second half of Likut Imran, She'ikr bechina zois, lahalois kol koychoy siyach hasoda letoich hatfilah, our main ability to accomplish this, to take all the energy, the healing energy that's found in plants and herbs and everything, and bring it into our tefillah, <coughs> what enables us to do that is, machma she'gedeilim alidei hamotor, is because of the fact that all of these things grow through rain. And Rabbi Nezal explains there that the term motor is mare tam reach, of which reach is the most important one, and our tefillah is reach. Ayin Shom, take a look over there in Likutumran, where Rabbi Nezal elaborates on this. V'yalkein, be'emes, b'mitzrayim, ein shum mokam tefillah. And therefore, Egypt is not really a place for tefillah. As Rabbi Nezal says in chapter 7 on Likut Imran, and as it says clearly about Moshe Rabbeinu, that he said to Paroi, 
Ephrosis Kapai. When I leave the city, I will spread out my hands in tefillah to Hashem. V'yalkein sibev Hashem Yisbarach v'neflois hanoirois shekol ha'oretz yavoyu mitzrayim el yosef lishbor tefuah mi mitzrayim. And this is why Hashem worked out circumstances that people from all over the world had to come down to Egypt to purchase food, grain and food from Egypt. And that this should enable Yosef HaTzadik to gather all the money. And afterwards, the Jews brought all of this money to Eretz Yisrael. And by doing this, they brought all of the energy that was in those crops to Yerushalayim, which is the center of Tefillah. And by doing this, they repaired all the holy sparks that were found in all of that vegetation, in all of those plants. Because everything gets repaired through this process. Because the process that took place in Egypt is exactly like the process that we define of transferring the holiness of Meiser Sheni and Netaravai onto money and bringing that money and purchasing food in Yerushalayim and eating it there. So too, similarly, is the money and the wealth that the Jews brought up from Egypt to Eretz Yisrael. And what makes this, what gives money the ability to do this is the fact that money is a composite of everything. And therefore, using money, we have the ability to transfer all the energy and the holiness of that fruit, that produce from the fourth year, or the Maishasheni, and bring it all up to Yerushalayim, which is Tefillah, as we learned in the previous year, Shehu Shoyresh HaKoyl. And Tefillah, the Dvar Hashem, is the origin of everything. Any questions? Yes, hi, Rabbi. Yes. You hear stories of people who come to Israel with a lot of money, and they end up losing all their money once they come. Is that related somehow? I don't know how it's directly related to what we're learning here, but we know the Gemara makes a statement that Eretz Yisroel is one of those things that's acquired through difficulty. And one example of the difficulty is this test. Just like when, 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 uh, when Hashem told Avram Avinu that to leave your land, leave everything and go to Eretz Yisroel and there you're going to be blessed and blessed and blessed. He comes there, and shortly afterwards, there's a famine in Eretz Yisrael. And he has to leave Eretz Yisrael because of the famine. That was one of the first tests that Avram Avinu was given. 
And this is a test that some of us have here today. <clears throat> I know my friends and I were working in the field of computers in the 1980s. And many of us had gotten to a level where we were learning in those days, in the middle 1980s, earning four or $500 a day. And in order to come to Eretz Yisrael, just on a simple level, it was understood that that would be our earnings for a week. Instead of, a, there would be such a drop in Parnosa. And that was a test. Many people would hear such a thing and say, well, you gotta have to be crazy to do such a thing. Baruch Hashem, we came here. My friends got jobs here, Baruch Hashem. And they were able to sustain, Baruch Hashem, they were able to support their families, marry off children, etc., Baruch Hashem. This is unfort. This is one of the tests that a Jew goes through in, in, a, in trying to acquire Eretz Yisrael. We hope and pray that through tefillah and through perseverance and by trying to do the right thing, Hashem makes sure that a person has what they need. Amen. Anyone else? Okay, now we'll start the next paragraph which addresses, not directly, but indirectly, the question that was raised before in the chat. So far, we're speaking about one and one and one and all the diversity becoming one. Based on what we're learning here, we'll also be able to understand why it's strictly forbidden to put together two different species of fruit or vegetables, things like that. Kegoin kile ilon, the kile zroem, the kile akerem. For example, joining together two different types of fruits in, the, in their tree, joining together the trees of two different types of fruits to, to generate a hybrid, or two different types of seeds in producing grains or vegetables, or kileakerem, joining together grape, a grapevine with grain and things like that. We must keep them separate and apart. Ki iker tikun shel kol atzmochim hu kisheoilin kol koychoysam v'nechlolim besoich hatfila. Because as we've been speaking throughout this halacha and based on, on that chapter on the Kutumran, Torah Aleph and second half of the Kutumran, the main tigun of all plants and vegetation is when their energy goes up and enters and becomes part of tefillah. Bibchinas, as it says, Yitzchok lo suach basode. Yitzchok went out to speak to Hashem to daven in the field. V'yalkein osur lezoron oilenoton kilayim. And it's for this reason that it's forbidden for us to plant them in any way, to plant seeds or to graft trees together to form kilayim, a combination of two, sheloi la'arev hakoychois lemato yachad, so that we don't mix together different energies down here below. Because when we join together two different types of seeds down here on earth, or when we graft two different tri- types of trees together, they no longer have the ability to go up 
and become part of their, their source, their origin. Bebechines, Dvar Hashem, Shuat Fila. Ki afal pi shelemala bahashoyresh hakoil echod. Because even though up at its source in heaven, it's all one. When that energy comes down to this world, the energy of each and every different type of vegetation and every different, different type of tree goes specifically into that type. Because every different type, every species, every tree, every type of vegetation is different from another one in, in appear, how it looks, how it tastes, and how it smells. Roshe Tevois Motor, which the first letters make up the word rain, as Rabbein Azal elaborates over there in Likute Moran. Because this itself is one of the most incredible things about Hashem and about how things work. <clears throat> that many different types of energy originate from one source that includes all of them together. However, when they come down to this earth, each and every species must be apart, separate. And you're not allowed to mix them together to form a mixture, a forbidden mixture. Because down here, <coughs> there is the connection to the eight Hadas, which is good and bad. And that's where the Tumah of the snake comes from. And therefore, each and every species requires its own birur, its own unique processing separately, based on its location, based on its energy. And it's impossible for us to repair these things and to, to do the bureau, to accomplish the bureau that needs to be accomplished unless they are separate, unless each species is alone by itself. Because there doesn't exist anything in this world that doesn't have a location, a place that originates from the original symptom of creation. It's from the original symptom where Hashem drew his light to the sides to make room to create a vacant area in which the creation could take place, that's the source of all locate, all place in this world. And it's impossible for us to repair and refine anything in this world unless it's in the place that's designated for it. 
אבל כשמעריב שני מינים ביחד, whereas when you mix two different types together, מזגפר אחיזס הזו אמר, שנכס בתרובה זדייקה, then ויתומה, which is associated with that mixture, the eight sadas, which was a mixture of good and bad, that toma gets involved. Vaoz yefshelavarer, and then we can no longer fix it. And we no longer have the ability to elevate the energy of those species, to elevate it to its source, which is the Dvar Hashem, which is Tefillah, because the pathway, the road, has gotten messed up. Because each and every energy no longer has the ability to go back up through the path that it came down to this world. And therefore now, when these two different species got mixed together, their paths got mixed up. And they no longer are able to get back to their origin. This is a major, major destruction. Because the main tikkun for all plants and vegetation and everything is to elevate them to their source, to the Dvar Hashem. And that's the perfection of Tefillah. That's the sparkling of the light of Moshiach. So here's an example where we were speaking all about oneness and everything being one, but Rav Nosanzal made it perfectly clear that down here on earth, you're not allowed to make. There are certain things that if you mix them, it's complete destruction. That's this law of kilayim. Kilayim means mixing two different species. And, and here again, when we talk about the other nations, when we put people who want to say, we're all one, all nations of the world are all one, we, be, we come from one Hashem, so we're all one. We are not all one. Hashem says that we, the Jews, are expected to remain separate and apart, not to assimilate with the other nations. And here also, even though on a certain level, there's a pasuk that Rabbi Nezal quotes and other Sforim quote, where it says, In all houses of worship, Hashem says, they're all really worshipping me. Because if they're worshipping the Creator, I'm the Creator. If they decide to give it another name and choose intermediate, it's all baloney, all nonsense. But that still doesn't mean that it's okay, that you're allowed to do it. It's, it's extremely not okay. It's very much forbidden. We need to know Hashem Echod, and we need to know that the idol, we don't have any connection, we don't want to have anything to do with those other religions. Based on this, how do we explain that if a goy makes kilayim, that it's permissible to eat that kind of a fruit, and also that when we make a bracha on it, it's seemingly it's, we are like making a tikkun on it. We're going to have these laws coming up. <clears throat> Almost the next section, just a second, it is actually, the net, right after Orla, 
comes three or four different chapters, different on, on the topic of kilayim, where it's going to explain the fact that the commandment in the Torah is you're not allowed to plant kilayim. You're not allowed to plant it. To plant it is mixing the two species together. It doesn't say anything about not eating it. Not, the planting is the Easter in this case. And Rav Nassazal will go into detail in, in showing us why that's, that's the main problem. Planting, putting them physically together. Right. Anyone else? Yeah, so Rabbi, I have a question. Yeah. What's just a moment, mind? just a moment before we close, I want to mention that tomorrow is Erev Rosh Tomorrow, I hope to go to Meron. Even though there's no Yom Kippur Koton, I hope to be going to Meron for tefillah, special tefillah. And in order to be able to get back in time for candle lighting, we'll need to have a shorter shear. We're going to have to close the shear at 8.30. And therefore, I, with permission, I'd like to try tomorrow to start at 8 o'clock. We'll start at 8 o'clock, Amitzashem. The shear will be 30 minutes, Amitzashem, tomorrow. Yes, go ahead, please. Question? Yeah, what's coming to my mind is the mixed multitude coming from Egypt, and they also, uh, Gerim, when he converts and comes into the community of the Jewish people, is that considered planting? The answer is that's a holy place. I don't know if it's considered planting, but that's a form of holiness. We've spoken about this many times, that there are two types of evil. There's a type of evil that's bad, all bad, and must be gotten rid of completely. There's a type of, of evil or negativity which is good and bad. It has good and bad in it. And there, it's extremely important for us to be able to recognize the good and separate it from the bad and, and integrate that good into the total goodness. And that's what really makes the total goodness complete. And we've given many examples of this. One example is turning part of the weekday into Shabbos, taking part of Friday and part of Sunday and making it Shabbos. Shabbos isn't 24 hours. Shabbos is 27 hours. We light candles before sunset. We take in the Shabbos before sunset. And we extend the Shabbos to after, showing that we're able to take a part of weekday and make it into Shabbos. We're able to take a part of Chutz Loretz and make it into Eretz Yisrael. And we're able to take a part of the other nations and make them, have them join the Jewish nation. That's a very important form of tikkun that we find in many places. But again, we have to be able to know where it's permitted, where it's kosher, where it's unkosher, where it's a mitzvah, where it's a sin. Here we're being shown that there's a certain type of mixing that's unhealthy, that's dangerous. We mentioned earlier that Eretz Yisrael is acquired through suffering. Can we learn from this that a person going through any type of suffering here is being given a chance to acquire Eretz Yisrael in a deeper way than before? Yes. I would say yes. That any difficulties that a Jew experiences in Eretz Yisrael is, is part of this process of trying to acquire Eretz Yisrael, to acquire the holiness of Eretz Yisrael, to become part of Eretz Yisrael. Shem should help that all the difficulties that all the previous generations went through should be enough.
and we should be able to see, the, they, went, they had the darkness, we should be able already to see the light, the full light with the coming of Moshiach, the binyan beis amikdash, meher yameinu, amen v'yameinu.